stupid? Are you ready? Okay, Smokey. Roll him. <laughs> That's silly. Shoot him now! Shoot him now! Hello, everybody, and welcome to That's Not Quite All Folks, a Looney Tunes podcast. I'm your advertising guru, Mark Halem, joined by... And I'm Jordan Schmidt, the uh, fun creative hired by the advertising agency to spice things up during sweeps. And, um, and we bring you our second episode in, in, two, in two years, specifically concerning the wild and wacky world of Looney Tunes commercials. That's right. If they're in the commercial and they're selling something, we're covering it. And we compiled like <laughs> eighteen or so wonderful. Yeah, little... we've we've doubled, if not tripled, if you count multiple variants of the same product. Yeah. In this one, we got international. Oh we my got god! International yes. in this one. Ill-advisedly so. We're going international. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. No, we have a nice eclectic mix of commercials. Uh, well, we loved doing this last year. We had a lot of fun doing the one last year. We had we had fun with uh, a lot of the stuff we were covering there. This year, there's because YouTube is an endless archive of various advertising schemes, and 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 there's still a lot on there that's very accessible. There's st- stuff that like it doesn't feel like we're scraping bottom of the barrel yet. So there's a lot of fun stuff we have to cover, all of which including the Looney Tunes in some way, and. Um, you know, I, I hopefully you guys will enjoy this as much as you enjoyed the last one. Yes, but don't worry. I mean, we do hit on some of the hits, and you'll know it when we get to them. Yep. All right. All right. Shall, shall we get into the first commercial here? Yeah, the first one. Now, now, just to make sure the audience knows, the first eight or so of these are put in by Mark, and then the next nine are put in by me, and then the last one was put in by Mark. So this has been divided into... Here's what Mark brought in. Here's what I brought in. And I think we both brought in some winners, honestly. Yeah. So the uh, first commercial we got here is one from Target. Okay. You know, Target. When you're too bougie for Walmart. Target. out here is um entitled holiday in your heart it uh it features the talents of the looney tunes and singing sensation leanne rhymes yeah this is from 1996 and uh it shows but yeah leanne rhymes <laughs> was huge in the mid 90s uh or at least in the in the country circles uh, she, she was huge in the late 90s and a little bit of the early 2000s as well but um yeah, this is Leanne Rhymes. And so the whole thing here is that it's a Christmas at the Looney Tunes' cottage in the middle of the winter where everything is in disarray and everyone's fighting. Of course they have that. Yeah, no, they have a Christmas. Uh, Elmer rents it out. Um, you know, a place in upstate yeah. New York. 
it is it's the kind of thing where they're all arguing and there's there's lunacy going on and I, I did count one racka fracka from Yosemite Sam and everybody's doing their thing and it is all halted by Leanne Rhymes showing up and going into a song about togetherness of the holidays and then in response all the Looney Tunes start line dancing to it um, yeah because <laughs> that makes all the sense in the world you know just sure you know, now, you see, when they went to the cottage, Jordan, Yosemite Sam set up activities for the group to do. One of them being yeah. Line Dancing 101. Yes, with Leanne Rhymes. Exactly. And look, I, if I was going to see the Looney Tunes line dance, I would have expected Reba McIntyre or Alan Jackson or someone a bit more country rather than just Leanne Rhymes, who's pretty close to pop anyhow. As close as many country singers got to pop in that era, you know? Yeah. Also... What does this have to do with Target? I mean, obviously, because you can buy Leanne Rhymes' new album at your local Target, if I had to guess. Well, I mean, that was that's maybe the more sensible guess. Because cause you know how the, the Target ads for Christmas nowadays are all these, like, color-coded Stepford Wives uh, houses where there's all the different products yeah. you can buy at Target with an inane pop song going on in the background. This has none of that. Like, I don't think there's anything in this ad that you could buy at Target. Like, were they advertising that the Looney Tunes merch was on sale at Target? Were they advertising... Yeah, like, Leanne Rhymes was there, but they weren't exactly saying, get Leanne's new CD. Which only leads me to believe that you can just buy Leanne Rhymes at Target. She's on sale. She's there. If you have the money, buy Leanne Rhymes. <laughs> she's, go she's flying off the shelves. Or buy Leanne Rhymes' new children's book, Rhymes with Leanne Rhymes. Hey! I hope she's done that. <laughs> Leanne Rhymes. Uh, there, next to the next to the the, the gift cards and the and this and the Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Leanne Rhymes. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't really get that this was selling anything other than just the idea of Christmas. And again, that's what many holiday ads are really selling. I mean, these days, like there's so many ads on TV right now that are just like, you know, the holidays and also uh, a car, even though we didn't really mention cars that much in this ad. But also I don't like the idea that like the lunacy stops in its tracks because of Leanne Rhymes and singing. That That's not, it, it's, it's the Looney Tunes bending to the will of the artists in question to the product rather than actual their sensibilities, which happens a couple of times. Oh, yeah, it does. Don't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, listen. The, the animation's pretty good on the Looney Tunes. I mean, this is still like '90s heyday Looney Tunes animation. It doesn't really have a focus other than I assume promoting Land Rhymes' new album. Then why not make the ad for that? Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I do think this was just Target going, "Hey, Looney Tunes are pretty big right now. We could probably sign up, sign them up to do something." And. Yeah. I don't know. They, they had they had a cabin set available. So I was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. You know, George Harrison wasn't filming any music videos, so they had Leanne Rhymes come in and have everybody line dance. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's really not a lot to this one. It's just, you know, it's it's, it's Leanne Rhymes. It's Looney Tunes. And also Target. Come to Target for none of these things. Because Leanne Rhymes has already been bought at your local Target. Um I forgot. Do we do animal ratings for each one of these? Wait, shit, do I, I wrote them down, but I forget if we did them in the last one. I I did too. I I, I think we kind of went in and out on them during the last one. But I mean, yeah. 
I mean, for this one, I give it a two point five out of five. Endings. That's exactly what I give it. It's it's it. Lily's tombs are somewhat well utilized, but I don't get what the ad's saying. So the next one we have here um, is a Cheerios commercial that came out in the early nineties. And first off, before anything, I do want to give credit to Pemmy of the Pemmy and James uh, kind of sort of funny cartoon podcast uh, for bringing this commercial to my attention. Nice. Uh, we did a video of. Well, like Coyote commercials, and this is one of them. I'm like, oh my god, this is actually a great commercial. So, thank you. Meep, meep. Yipes, I better help. Tempt your tummy with Honey Nut Cheerios? Wouldn't you rather have the taste of golden honey and crunchy nuts? Mmm, part of your complete breakfast. So what this commercial is, it's your typical Roadrunner Wile E. Coyote moment, except right as the coyote is about to get the Roadrunner, um, Cheerios happens. Yeah, the Honey Nut Cheerios mascot comes in and goes like, hey, why eat the Roadrunner when you could eat these delicious Honey Nut Cheerios? And first of all, I love that Wiley's immediate reaction to this is just holding up a sign that says buzz off. Like, we've already made yeah. it clear. He wants yeah, the Roadrunner. But, of course, this ad is about how even the Roadrunner likes Honey Nut Cheerios. And yeah, that's the ad. Yeah, though, I do. I will say it's funny watching this because um, for us, the Honey Nut Cheerios B is voiced by fellow Looney Tunes voice actor uh, Billy West. Oh, okay. And, cool. yeah, and I found out here how... And this one, he's voiced his original voice actor, Arnold Stang, who, oh. uh, yes, who you may know as the original voice of Top Cat if you're into the Hanna Barbera fandom, and apparently had a bit role in It's a Mad 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 World. He was the guy. He was in It's a Mad 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 World, the uh, mechanic who Jonathan Winters runs into. And I think that I remember him saying that there was an incident in that film during filming where he broke his arm, I believe. And he had to do a lot of the, the reps of the scene with a broken arm. So, so here, here's my, my question. Um, do you think Chuck Jones saw this commercial of, of his creations not doing God's will <laughs> and saying and yelling at his TV? <laughs> he would never fall for the sweet, delicious taste of having a Cheerios part. That's not how it works. Oh, wait, that's Frizz. That's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how these characters are supposed to go. Him running to the red carpet or running to the premiere of Space Jam and yelling, not just at Space Jam, but for the Honey Nut Cheerios ad. Can you believe this? <laughs> It's a and it's a missed opportunity that the, the Roadrunner the, the, the Wiley doesn't even fall off the cliff. The Roadrunner just gets away, and Wiley's like, "Huh," and then the the ad ends. No, even not even a yeah. comeuppance. No, we ran out of time for comeuppance. Um, mm. yeah, I give this uh, three out of five animals. Yeah, that's what I give it. So this uh, this McDonald's Looney Tunes commercial. Now we're, there's actually two of them that we're covering today. This is the yeah. first one, and this is one that came out. Around the time, okay, so since so, uh, it's in '95, this is very clearly around the time of Space Jam, either a little before, but yeah, 95. or preparing. Yeah, it's, it's you know, it's the um, you ever hear about about uh, the Disney Channel's sort of devious way of how they marketed Finding Nemo, 
where like the year before okay so like the year before finding nemo came out disney released these just randomly just oh here's some um info about marine life and fish and you get the kids into fish and then you go hey we're releasing a movie (laughs) called finding nemo next year it stars fish Go see it. It's a bit of a mind control sort of thing. A little bit, yeah. Subliminal stuff. Exactly. But, um, yeah, this is a less subtle version of that. McDonald's presents the greatest matchup in basketball, Charles and Taz. Sylvester and Wowie. Wowie and Wowie. Collect all the matchups on McDonald's NBA Looney Tunes All-Star Cups. Buy any extra value meal and for 39 cents more, supersize it and get a free cup for a limited time. Break for yours today. Wedgie and Woldwater. Gracious, Michael and Michael? I thought you retired. McDonald's NBA Looney Tunes All-Star Showdown Cups. Because they're advertising these cups. They have these collectible cups where you can, like, See, it has NBA stars on them, yes. like Charles Barkley and Larry Bird on them. And you pay $2 yeah, three, extra and you get them. Three people that were in Space Jam, you know, Sir Charles, uh, Larry Johnson, and uh, Larry Bird. Uh, Reggie Miller, uh, I don't think Reggie Miller was in Space Jam, um, but he's he's in this ad. And I, I love that whenever Elmer announces an, an NBA star uh, teaming up against a, a Looney Tunes character, he sounds like... A Scooby-Doo cast member when a mask is taken off. Lowie, bud! Lowie, other Wowie, Wedgie, Michael versus Michael? Give Billy West a break. He just got done doing a shaggy role in one of the 90s Scooby films. Yeah, he did. He did so. He was spreading there. Yeah. Shaggy and Fry aren't that far far apart. But yeah, I do like just like Jordan (laughs) versus Jordan is just. Michael going, yeah, uh, I thought you retired. It's, it's baseball Michael versus NBA Michael, and it's it's a, a fun joke at that expense. But yeah, no, it's it's a good promo. I like again, if I was around at this era, I would want to like, yeah, yeah, that sounds like really cool. Yeah, seeing Charles Barkley goes up against the Looney Tunes or or somebody like that. I, I doubt they had any Sixers in there because the Sixers weren't very good in this era because uh, they hadn't gotten Iverson yet. But uh, no, it's, it's it's really cool. Yeah, I, I give this a, a three out of five animals. So it, it's funny to hear more of, of Billy West's um, Elmer around this time, yeah. considering it's, it's a, a new role for him at this point. Yeah, yeah I'm giving a, it a three point five out of five. It, it does everything it needs to do, even if Elmer doesn't have a ton to do. And it's it's a good portrait of the era, both the Looney Tunes as well as the NBA uh, promotions that they did in that era. Yes, and also if you have those McDonald's uh, NBA cups. Make sure they're safe. Yes. Especially the ones with Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley and some of the really good players, you know. And Larry Bird, honestly. All right. Yeah, so he worked. So next up, next up, next up, I think we have our first really good commercial here. Oh, it's my me God. And yes. Sylvester uh, promoting Miracle Whip. Lunch is served. You can't eat me, putty cat. You're right. And you know why, my fine feathered friend? It's not in my contract? No, because a sandwich just isn't a sandwich without the tangy... What's eating him? I love right off the bat. It's just Sylvester's on a chair reaching to get Tweety. And we just immediately cut to Tweety with a flamethrower just blazing up Sylvester's chair. 
from like yeah. minute, like second one. I'm like, well, okay, this yeah. is more like it. <laughs> this is more the speed I'm looking for. It's 3D animation mixed with the whip fast huh, Tweedy and Sylvester Gagson's ability. And that, that really works for me because it's, it's, it's powering through the first 15 or so seconds of this where it's just like gag a second, boom, 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 running around the house, all these things. And it, it's, this is already really well paced. Yes, I love just through this amazing stroke of luck, all this slapstick has landed Tweedy with a, within a sandwich for Sylvester to eat. Yeah. And I love this line from Sylvester. Just it's like, ah, yes, Tweedy. And you know why? I, I like yes, I'm gonna eat you, but I can't. And do you know why? Because it's not my contract? No. <laughs> I love that line too. No. Because I can't eat you without the amazingly good miracle whip. And just looks in. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. That That's a very late 90s kind of um, solution for, for an ad. Or it's just like, all right, oh, the miracle whip. Oh, no, it's gone. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's you know, it's like that. It's so good that, you know, it, it, it saves Tweety's life or whatever. No, I, I love how just even that hits the landing. And... Sylvester loses and Tweety goes, you know, what's he, him or whatever. But um, no, it's it's a really strong ad. True, true to the spirit of the originals. Yeah. yeah I, I'd give that a, a 4.5 out of 5 annuals, frankly. It matches yeah, the Looney energy perfectly. Great animation. It, it, it's only too short total in 30 seconds, essentially. Yeah, no, that's what I'm giving it. So, would you like to introduce uh, this one, Jordan? It's, it's, it's a little bit off. It's not quite a commercial per se. It's a commercial, I think. This was done for the UK Cinema Theatre Board, where, because you know how before before it became really corporate, they would have like different messages saying, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so, reminding you to, to make sure your exits are there. And I, I, like in the theater I used to go to, there was a like one they, the, the, that they had that seemed to be like 20 or 30 years old, but this is from in the mid-2000s. And this was a very old voice, you know, this is an announcement that's being made to, as a service to our patrons. Take note of the exit. They're located there and there. It's clearly from like the 80s or whatever, because it was an old-fashioned, old-timey theater um, right. that was repurposed into a really boring and bland AMC. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, it, this is made in the for the UK Theater Board, and so it's 1989 era, but it's Mel Blanc voicing most of Looney Tunes characters here, and it's good. To, it's good to hear Mel, honestly. Yeah. I mean, yes, he's he's near the end, but it's good to hear. Him. Yeah, this is for uh, specifically a Warner Cinemas. Yeah. What's up, Doc? I'd like to welcome you to a Warner Cinema. Welcome! Yeah, now that I got your attention, I'll familiarize you with our theater's policy. Popcorn, candy, hot dogs, ice cream, and nachos are available at our concession stand. That old pudding And there are plenty of soft drinks to quench your thirst. Reserved seating is available in advance, and please refrain from talking during the feature. You said it, pal. Some folks just can't keep quiet. Yak, 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 all through the picture. <laughs> Please place all rubbish in the bins provided. If you experience any dissatisfaction with a temperature, projection, or sound, please bring it to the attention of our staff. 
Hey, projectionist! Thank you! And thanks for not smoking in the auditorium. Senior citizens, children, and early boy discounts are available. Remember, you can book reserved seats in advance by telephone and pay by credit card. That's all, folks. You would think with the United States versus Paramount Pictures um, Incorporated court case back in the 1930s that no one would yes. do this anymore. But no, apparently you've lived in the UK from like the late 80s until like 2009. Uh, Warner had a, had a partnership in the UK where it's like, yes, we could do Warner theaters. And of course, they would show other movies. It wasn't like the 30s where it was like, oh, we can yeah. only go to the Warner theater to see the Warner Bros. movies. Like, no, it wasn't a monopoly kind of thing. No, that, but yeah. if you want to see Bugs Bunny introduce your movie every single time, you got to go to a Warner cinema. No, um, but it, it, it's pretty standard. It's Bugs doing his thing where it's like, hey, you know, I remember that. You know, remember, that's a concession stand exists. And um, I like the little gag here where it's Sylvester and Tweety at concessions. And, um, you know, uh, Tweety throwing, like, spilling salt down uh, Sylvester's throat. And I just love the bug-eyed reaction Sylvester has when the salt hits. That's great. It's the timing of between him getting the drink and then Bugs going. And remember, you get your drinks over the concession stand. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I also like just this bit where it's like, you know, also make sure you're not talking during the movie and it's it's Daffy annoying the shit out of Elmer. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I, I love this little, it's like the closest you're ever going to get to like a Yosemite Sam Duckamuck cartoon where it's like, yeah, I yeah, know there's any problem with the sound projection or anything, uh, let them know at the front. And it's just... Yosemite Sam footage getting like messed up, leading him to like shoot yeah. off in the film. Like, hey, get this thing fixed. What are you doing? Yeah, Sam sounded rough in this. I don't know if it was Mel or just some, somebody else, but he sounded a little rough. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, just like, and no smoking in the theater. Oh, sorry, I'm gonna blow the smoke up of my gun. <laughs> I like that, yeah. No, the, the gag energy was there. there was, this was definitely true to the form of the Looney Tunes. They weren't doing anything unloony in this. Although I will say, it is kind of odd hearing bugs say that's all, folks, because that's kind of Forky's thing. But, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'd give this a four out of five animals. I think it, it matches the cartoon energy pretty well. 3.5 out of five. You know, it's it's it's, it's pretty simple. The minimal, the minimal gags did work, and it was nice yeah. to hear um, Mel again. So the next commercial we got here... Is from the Looney Home Library, brought to you by Time Life Library or Time Life Entertainment. Now collect all your favorite Looney Tunes, starring Bugs Bunny. What? That rabbit's name over mine? Hold your feet up to this. Warner Brothers and Time Life Video announce the Looney Tunes Library. What's up, Doc? Begin your collection with Bugs Bunny's Wacky Adventures at the introductory price of $9.95. If you keep it, you will have the opportunity to examine other great videos in the Looney Tunes Library. There's no minimum to buy. Cancel anytime. Hey, Looney fam! Are you tired of the Looney Tunes getting put on and off of streaming? Well, how about subscribing to a similar service except it's with VHS? Yeah, that's this, essentially what this is. First of all, this is the shortest time life ad I've ever seen. Usually, they're like five minutes long. <laughs> but also, like, because the, the way they were doing it is they were saying the, the they they run this sort of like a record of the month club where it was like you buy the first one, which is the Bugs one, 
And then every month you get all the other ones until you want to stop. You know, we, so we start with, we start yeah with what you want and then keep handing you things you kind of want. And then, you know, it sort of runs out and then you, then you forget about it after a while. You know, it's, it's a novel enough concept, I think. Yeah. So these were the, um, the golden Jubilee 24 karat collection one. Uh, these are the ones that came with the colored borders. So if you saw that on oh, okay, network, cool. those are the prints that you got. And, I'm pretty sure you could just buy those at your local video store, right? Like, these weren't exclusive to them. It was more like, hey, if you just want them sent to your house without having to think about it, pay us $15 and we'll, uh, we'll do it. Well, well, well maybe, maybe most video stores were, were fresh out of them. Maybe they knew it was going to be a competitive offer and people would yeah, be man. buying them at video stores. Maybe the targets of America... You know, next to the section where they keep Leanne Rhymes, we're just going to like, you know, it's like the, the standees would be empty. Perhaps. Perhaps. Also, I do like how the, the one of the promotions like, yes, there's there's no minimum to buy. You can cancel at any time. Um, and remark being just put in the Biff clip about the future part two. Something very familiar about all this. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, th this is essentially what it was back in the day, you know. Instead of just paying one fee per month to access everything immediately, you had to pay a fee each month. And then, and I copied this, um, then you send a, a letter to your P.O. box and allow for three to four weeks for delivery. And eventually you'll get a VHS with eight million two cartoons on them that hopefully you enjoy. Hopefully you'll really like, yeah. or else you're like, ah. Oh. I mean, it's the Looney Tunes, so there's always a chance. Exactly. Um, yeah, I'd give this like a two out of five angles. They got the job done. It was informational at best. Yeah. Yeah, I gave it a two out of five. I don't have a lot to say about it, and it's just, you know, it's just, buy these. Where was the fun in that? So I'll say, Jordan, what Time Life uh, commercial do you remember? Oh God, uh, I I don't remember what exactly they were. I just knew they took for fucking ever. Um, the the Shirley it would be some Temple either one. Like, the Shirley Temple yeah, that one. Was, was that a timeline? Time I think. I don't know, but I don't know. But they advertised the fucking one for things like that, where it was like you know, hey, hey, home this. And I I remember they would just take way too much um, advertising time yeah. away from my cartoons, you know, time watching the Powerpuff Girls or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So next uh, up, so um, <laughs> <laughs> next up, here, here's a, a returning favorite from last time. We got a Kool Aid commercial featuring Bugs Bunny, but not just Bugs Bunny. <laughs> in fact, barely Bugs Bunny. Yeah, there's not a lot of bugs in this because the other Kool Aid spokesmen around this time in the '60s were the monkeys. What's up, Mike? Oh, they're not anything up, Bugs. Nobody here but us monkeys. <laughs> Make friends with Kool-Aid. Make Kool-Aid with friends. For group that never ends. Make friends with Kool-Aid. Make some Kool-Aid soft drink mix. You can always use another friend. Ah! This is not the only Kool-Aid ad the monkeys did. They were they did a couple while their show was still on and they would do ads for Kool-Aid in addition to, you know, doing their their long-running television series. The monkeys looking back on them now, the it's weird. Like they 
it's it's very odd that that show managed to be as popular as it was and irreverent as it was while still being within the mainstream, I suppose. And in, by 1969, there's only three of them. Uh, Peter Tork had left the group by that point. Oh. And it was just, uh, yeah, that was why there was only three monkeys by that point. Because in the beginning when Bugs comes in and says, eh, what's up, Mike? It's it's only three of them. It's, it's Mike Nesmith, uh, Mickey Dolans, and uh, David Jones. This is a point where they still don't have a lot of control over their image, which, I mean, it's kind of perfect they're doing this with bugs, honestly. <laughs> um, but this is right after their film Head came out. You ever, you ever seen Head, Mark? Um, I haven't, but I know of it. Head was designed by its writer and director team, Bob Rafelson and Jack Nicholson. Right. Yes, that Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. To be a weird acid trip of a film. And in between actual sequences of the monkeys doing their songs and essentially being proto-music videos of their songs, a couple of really good ones, they have these really inane, hard-to-describe, hard-to-follow sequences where nothing really makes sense. And it's honestly a metaphor for the monkeys being thrown into various different settings and scenarios until something works and which is something they were going through at the time they didn't have a lot of control over their image their music a lot of things uh-huh. and the movie didn't really help that because it was my uh nicholson and Ravelson telling them what to do and so the movie ends uh the the show ends uh peter tork leaves and uh uh i guess they're doing kool-aid ads now uh <laughs> terrific and what's what's so strange about this ad is that not only is this a representation of the monkeys in 1969, but it's also a representation of where Bugs Bunny and the Looney Tunes were by 1969. Because, okay, I don't remember when the last clear commercial was that we covered, but it was clearly, it was during, I had to guess, like, the early 60s. Like, it was sort of the go-go movement wasn't full swing, so yeah. it's like, okay. You know, Bugs Bunny dancing, that's something that commercials can do. Now that we're in 1969, um, only 10 years prior, Bugs was the biggest film star and cartoon star in the world. And now... And now drink Kool-Aid. Drink Kool-Aid. And he's in it for like three seconds. And it's clear that... Because the monkeys take up most of this. So I thought it was, oh, the monkeys are the hit cool thing now. Hence, they're the focus. But like we just said... No, it's not no. the case. Not the case. They're, they're both, on the way out. They're both on the way out. Bugs have been on the way out for at least 10 years at this point, which is very unfortunate. Yeah. But, yeah, by this point, they're kind of both just a spokesperson on the same level as the Tricks Rabbit or the Lucky Charms Leprechaun. It's just, yep, yeah, we're the spokespeople. Though I did see on the packaging that Bugs Bunny is on the packaging for Kool-Aid. So Bugs is even more of a okay. spokesperson than the monkeys were at this point. But yeah, this um yeah. but going a little more into the commercial, I mean, you know, they mm. the monkeys sing this jingle. Um, one of them does a very awkward, like like okay, who says nobody here buzz monkeys? Like, who's the one that has all the lines essentially? Is that Davey? I believe that was Mickey Dolan's. That was Mickey, yeah. Just like, nobody here but us monkeys. Ha 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 ha. 
Cut off. Yeah, he's, they are he's thrilled about this. They're all thrilled about this. Oh, they do not um, want to be here. Yeah. As a matter of fact, not too soon after this ad, Mike Nesbeth would leave the band. Oh, meaning no that shit. by the 1970s, there'd be just two of them. The monkey and, duo. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, monkey see, monkey duo. Um, <laughs> and... Yeah, but like they're 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 trying their best, and the rest of this ad is just lots of monkey debauchery and them doing this the the same sort of wild, irreverent, kind of wacky, kind of offbeat thing. There's a spaceship that arrives and kids run out of it, which cracked me up, honestly. <laughs> sure. Also, I I don't know what voice that Mickey Dolenz was doing at the end there, but I don't know who he was stereotyping. But someone should be offended. Okay, like it was like okay, he's just about the Indian chief, and he goes. You can always choose another friend. Ah, uh, because, like, he did this with the suspenders. Went, ah, like, it hurt him, I guess. And then they just cut to the end. It's like, okay, do, do we need that? I don't think we need any of this, honestly, but, yeah. Yeah, no, uh, Kool-Aid, which you can also mix psychedelics into, which is why the monkeys are here, apparently. The, you know. the, the Rolling Stones weren't available. Um, no. Can you imagine the Rolling Stones doing a Kool-Aid ad? <laughs> Just Keith Richards coding up, I'm mixing a couple of things with it. <laughs> hey, we can't go on. We've had too much Kool-Aid. Wait, correct if I'm wrong, Jordan. Brian Jones is sitting in a pool of Kool-Aid right now. <laughs> what? Too much? No, no, it's fine. But also, correct if I'm wrong, wasn't that one of their early gigs? Like, didn't they actually didn't Mick and Keith actually do commercial <laughs> jingles for a little bit? Like early. I think they did. I think that that wasn't they did in the early. So, you know, I'm gonna look it up because it would be so funny if it's like, yeah, like, hey, oh, you, they did get it for, off of my Kool Aid. No, no, they did it for Rice Krispies. Wake up in the morning, there's a snap around the place. Wake up in the morning, there's a crackle in your face. Wake up in the morning, there's a pop that really says Rice Krispies to you, and you, and you For on the milk and listen to the stand that says it's nice For on the milk and listen to the crackle of that rice Get up in the morning to the pop that says it's rice Hear them talking crisp, Rice Krispies Snack, crackle, In 1964, they did a Rice Krispies jingle That's hilarious Anyways, um, that's for this commercial I'm giving this like a like a 1.5 out of 5 animals. There's not enough bugs in it. The monkeys were there to what I thought was to symbolize a turn what kids were into. Turns out it wasn't. It was just no. they were easy to, to book. No. The show was over. They, were, they weren't doing much. Yeah, uh, it's, they were there because they were easily accessible. And that's about it. Drink Kool-Aid, kids. Yeah. yeah. And they retired no, uh, the Kool-Aid cool. I, where was my Kool-Aid? Cool, yeah, they weren't it. doing the dance. What happened to the dance? Yeah, doing the cool. Yeah, they were instead. They were instead doing the monkey. Um, <laughs> exactly. I give it a two out of five just for the novelty of it. Yeah, the Kool-Aid cool was popular until until Joe Cocker did it at Woodstock. It immediately lost lost its edge. Doing the cool, Kool-Aid cool. Okay. Hey, Joe, what sound do you make when you run out of Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one here is weird. I don't get what... I, I don't know. 
It's this Toyota commercial with Elmer and Daffy Duck. And you're coming off of the monkeys and you're saying this one's weird? It's janky. I'll have it. It's janky. Kids running out of a spaceship and Toyota is weirder? Right, so this, you. this is, um, it's an Elmer and Taffy Toyota commercial. Bowie, Bowie, quiet. We're hunting bargains. <laughs> Toyota dealers are having a crazy 1992 equivalent. And it's open season on prices. Free air conditioning on every Lexan and Corolla. Hey, I'll save over a thousand dollars. Free air conditioning, just in time for summer. That's cold comfort. <laughs> hey, Doc. It's the crazy 1992 Quillens. Oh, what a feeling, Toyota. For some reason, Elmer is dressed up in Daffy's costume from Robin Hood Daffy. Which, yeah, for some reason. And, you know, it's all Elmer promoting how, you know, the 1992 Toyota Fest is here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you put it like that? It's essentially what it is. You pull the string on the Elmer Fudd doll and it says, uh, the 1992 Toyota Fest is here. <laughs> it's a hot sell yard in this holiday season. But look at these cars! <laughs> it's funny to look at these now and go, ah, the height of luxury. The height of luxury. No, what gets me is that it cuts the footage of these cars, right? And it's Daffy's talking. We haven't seen Daffy at all. That we weren't told previously that Daffy Duck is here. So you just have this voice, which like it's not a it's a fine enough. I mean, I, I don't know who's doing Daffy in this, but it's a fine enough. I think Daffy well, voice. Greg Burson's doing Elmer for sure. Okay, so it's probably it's probably him doing Daffy. Yeah, and so it's like okay, it's whatever. And then um, like and. And then the one thing they're promoting like crazy is the free air conditioning. Now, we may just be entitled brats. Um, was that ne not always a thing? No, it wasn't. It wasn't always a thing. No. See, this is why we're not a cars podcast. No, I, I, I think they meant in the dealership, not in the cars. Well, no, I think they met in the car. Oh, you like, mean in the car. Okay. There's yeah. one moment where Daffy is he's in the car, and then he opens up, and he's freezing. It's like, oh, it's the cold air of this Toyota. Good. Or maybe good. just originally you had to just pay extra for it. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I guess, yeah. But, um, so, like, like uh, there's this one bit where, like, Elmer shoots his plunger arrow, and it goes everywhere, and it hits Daffy. It's like, uh, okay. As we end... With Elmer singing a song about Toyota? They had a jingle, I guess. Uh, would you like to summarize the song, Jordan? Would you like to sing a few bars? Oh, God, I tuned it out. I, yeah, I, same, I don't even know. Same, yeah, yeah, I, I didn't mean to mention. Though the one detail I did notice was that on all the signs on the Toyotas, they were, they were like, fudified. They all, like, are. It's in, in Elmer E's, yeah. It's in Elmer E's, yeah. Which is funny. Okay. The new Toyota. The 1992 Toyotas. <laughs> I want to be very, very quiet. I'm hunting 1992 Toyotas. <laughs> uh, that classic line. And also, this is 1992. So Chuck Jones watching this at home going, Oh my God. 
Such great savings. That's oh my god. No, I already have a 1993 Toyota, so I don't need this shit. <laughs> I drive a Miata. And who knows? Maybe one day we'll know what car Frizz Freeling drove in the early 1990s. It, it's the Frizzmobile. It's it's got the plate glass thing that uh, that he waves from out of, and they drive him around Vatican City where he lives. And he just kicks. He just goes to He just goes to Vatican City and just kicks the Pope out of his house. You stay off this. Okay. Okay. This is my side of the street. I created Tweety. Wait, no, I didn't. Exactly did. Um, I, I get us an animal rating of uh, 2.5 out of 5 animals. That's what I'm giving it. The, new, the 1992 Toyotas are here. All right, and uh, those are all my commercials. Well, there's a bunch more of yours near the end. There but, are, um, but yeah, those are all the main ones that mm-hmm. I had. Jordan, what commercial did you decide to start with? Well, in looking for the looking for some new Looney Tunes commercials on the YouTube sphere, I wanted to find some others in the campaigns that we had glimpsed last time, especially some of the '60s ones because the '60s ones are great because it's the beginnings of Bugs becoming an advertising person. Uh, it's it's in, it tied in with the Looney Tunes show, some of their sponsors. So I'm like, okay, what's a 1960s campaign that I want to see more of. <laughs> I want to see more Tang. Yeah. So I bit literally I typed in Looney Tunes Tang ad, and this came up, and um, and I'm like I knew I hadn't seen it yet because it was Bugs and Daffy, and I didn't know they did Tang together. Sam must have wanted out after some point, but um, I wonder why. But this one has a pretty cool, a similarly insane concept to the uh, one more glass of Tang before I go. Which is one of my favorite things I've covered for this friggin' podcast, where uh, Sam decides between the chair and Tang. (laughs) But this is similarly dark, because Bugs is running a carnival stand, where it's a little, like, you know, shoot the duck and win a prize, and the prize is Tang. And, of course, who shows up but Daffy? And first of all, the initial shot where we see Daffy, the dimensions are so weird, because he comes in... And he looks like he's twice the size of Bugs, like Attack of the Giant Daffy. Sure. But, no, the whole thing is that, like, you know, it, it, it's a, a dilemma for Daffy. Because on one hand, he'll get the Tang. But on the other hand, he has to shoot a duck, which he thinks are real ducks. But they're actually plastic ducks. And right, yeah, and things. yeah. And so he shoots one going, sorry, Auntie, I believe. Yeah. And, and <laughs> what I love is that when Daffy comes in, he says, and I quote, Boy, I like instant tang, which is a thing that Daffy Duck says all the time. Yeah, just like Elmer loving the 1992 toy. <laughs> exactly. They go hand in hand. Just Daffy and Elmer <laughs> driving along the L.A. County side, drinking their tang and driving a nice 1992 Toyota. Oh, remember, Daffy, I can't drink tang and drive. <laughs> I have to blow into this when I do. While cranking up, Leanne arrives, who's in the back seat. <laughs> she just... Hey, Target had a sale. Uh... <laughs> so, no, I just like... Because before, Tank was the, the last beverage before death. Now it's the beverage that makes killing a family member okay. Yeah, exactly. This thing is, is powerful. It is, man. It really is. Tango make you do crazy shit. Bring up the thing you you'd said to me. Oh, so 
So, you know, so what about bugs? Glob. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so, you know, while this is going on, Bugsy's like, yeah, you know, dang, it's so good. You can put it in the fridge. You have, it's great for breakfast or any time to drink tank. And Mel does this glug sound effect of Bugs drinking it. And for some, it's so off-putting that I, cr- I, 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 I rewind like two or three times. I'm going to play it right now. Great for breakfast or any tasty old time. what it is it's yeah this stuff goes down really smoothly oh oh that's so much citrus oh what's that have some more for the camera certainly water water i need water i need water so remember drink tang gang I have to tell you, Mark. Why? Why? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. I every once in a while, I'll um, I'll get uh, if, if there's lemons and limes in the house for other meals, I will squeeze my own lemon limeade, mixing the sugar and everything. And the one I made this past week was really strong, like <laughs> really citrusy, uh-huh. and it was very similar to, to bugs getting down the tang. Where I was just like, oh, this is really good. <laughs> it's just like that is some strong stuff. So I get it. That is pure citrus. <laughs> so maybe it's because they gave it to bugs in the record to, to mail in the recording studio. Okay, drink the tang with it. Okay, you got it. Ooh, wow. Um, maybe that's why Sam wanted it because he knew that it would take him a long time to finish. Yes, but anyways. But what's amazing about this is that um, Daffy realizes that Bugs is messing with him to make him on his aim. So we then just swipe over, and now Daffy is the the head carny saying, hey, you shoot the rapid, and you'll get Tang. And he's tied Bugs up. So Daffy technically wins in this one. Like He can't yes. win in shorts, but he wins in commercial ads. But then Bugs going like, eh, it's 11. Drink Tang. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Drink Tang. How? How did we find something know. funnier than, can I have one more tang before I, I go? How did we Oh my god, so stupid. Okay. Um, yeah, I, okay. <laughs> so as a commercial, as a commercial for itself, I'd give it like, like a four out of five. I think the Ryan Denampkin Bugs and Daffy is pretty good. As a tank commercial that gives me joy, I'm giving it a five out of five. 
It's so good. Well, I I originally I had it at a three point five, but I'm moving it up to four just on account of clock. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to that like fifty more times after I'm done. I have to go right back to Tang because I heard it when like I went back to it when you said so, and I'm yeah. like that is pretty funny. Oh my goodness. Uh, oh man, that, alphabet. Yeah, oh yeah. So speaking of, of of bits that we send over Messenger, uh, yeah, this one. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of funny in this. Not intentionally, but no, a no, lot of oh funny god, no, no. Um, this commercial is, is bland and generic, but it's the funny can make. With yes, it. just like alphabets. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing here is that. Bugs runs out of alphabets, oh, no. and he's got to get some more, and he sees through the window that Elmer Fudd is enjoying a delicious box of alphabets, and so he decides to figure out a way to steal Elmer's. Now, here's the funny thing about this one. Bugs tries to um, find his way over Elmer's by inflating a balloon. Elmer goes outside and sees Bugs going up, floating up with a balloon, and immediately, this is infringing on his freedoms. Bugs hasn't even done anything. And he's just going, hey! And he's got his gun. What has Bugs done to you yet? You are just making him want to do more things Your to you. Your day... Listen, listen, Jordan, we understand. Think from Elmer's perspective. His day just started. He woke up. He drank some tang. And... <laughs> Hey, setting up. I gotta wait two hours before I can drive. Uh. His lovely bowl of alphabet cereal. <laughs> and what does he see at the window? But his greatest bones upping himself, essentially. And he has to go, oh, that's gonna be some. Oh, that's a bullshit ready to happen. <laughs> yeah, let me get my rifle. Gotta stick out this fucking rabbit. It's not in the goddamn yeah. morning, but I'm gonna do And it works, because he uh, pops the balloon. And Bugs comes crashing into his window, uh, crotch first. Yeah. So Bugs' crotch tramples Elmer, and then when Elmer comes to, he doesn't remember anything. <laughs> so when the head is so good <laughs> that, it, that it gives you amnesia, <laughs> start your day a little bit better. Well, I believe, Jordan... That was the first draft of Christopher Nolan's Memento. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. Carrie Ann Moss, yeah. But but yeah, the whole thing is like, you know, oh, where am I? Uh, you're in my house. Here, I'm taking your tang in your house. Squatter's rights. Which is also pretty funny when you really think about yeah. it. But I also love, as, as Bugs doing the, is doing the pitch and enjoying the cereal, you see Elmer at the door going, Wait a minute. Hey, I know this address. This is my beautiful house, and that is my beautiful cereal. How did you get it? Yes. And then Bugs just sort of swindles his way. He's like, all right, I'll be leaving now, and I'll be taking my tang with me. Hey, that's my tang. Oh, yeah. I mean, no, not, not tang. I'll, tang. I'll be taking my alphabets with me. That's my alphabets. Uh, and don't yeah. take that tang either. It goes down really t smoothly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Doc? <laughs> Commercials, it's it's listen, it's a stereotypical like nineteen sixties 
serial commercial that has Bugs and Daffy in it. They, they tried to instill some personality. No, into that's it. the next one. That's the next one that has Bugs and Daffy in it. This one's stereotypical. That has Bugs and Elmer in it. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. It's, 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 it has Bugs and Elmer in it. Um, it's fine. I, I give it a one point five out of five animals. Frankly, it's just okay. I'm actually giving it a 2.5 out of 5. Um, it is a bit simple, but I, I liked it. It's not really doing anything too offensive. you know. And also, I, we didn't mention this. That's Hal Smith as Elmer. He was their go-to Elmer in this um, era. Uh, he's fine. It's clearly not Arthur Q. Bryan, but he's fine. Hey, Buck. Yeah, what's up, Doc? What are you up to? Up to my ears and post those these cornflakes. Watch. <laughs> Start your day a little bit better. Start your day with post toasties crackling fresh. Crackling fresh with fresh corn flavor. Hey, Buck, what are you up to now? Up to my ears in fresh corn flavor. Gotta get me some of those post toasties. Where are you, you golden flakes of fresh corn flavor? Where art thou, oh crackling post toasties? Oh, shucks. Yeah, what's the matter, Daffy? Say, how do you find post-toasties around here? You, you usually find post-toasties in a post-toasties package. A wonderful way to start your day, kids. Try some. I mean, how do you get post-toasties right out of an ear of corn? Yeah, Daffy, it's all in the wrist. Another post one. Uh, they're they're uh, toasties um, cornflakes, I believe. Like Post-toasties cornflakes or something like that. Yeah. And the joke in this one... It's a simple enough gag because the cartoon is on Bugs' side where he can basically take a corn off of the cob and, and uh, Toasty's cornflakes uh, will come right out. Daffy is con confused as to why he can't do that. He keeps pulling it off and always gets his corn. And so it's the whole thing where Bugs is doing the pitch and, and, and really, like, really go generic pitch. And, like, not a lot of Bugs in this. He's basically saying exactly what the advertising pitch is. And Daffy yeah. is just basically, oh, just, and it's not really getting many laughs after that. I mean, the one thing I did like is that, um, you know, like, Bug sings the theme, essentially, of Toasted Flakes yeah. or whatever. And I do like, when we come back to Daffy, he's like, he he's like singing the theme in a sarcastic tone. He's like, I don't remember a single fucking word of the theme because why would I? But, Start your day a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. Start my day a little bit better. Uh, sure, whatever. That's not in here. Uh, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's like that was fine. Uh, I I do think the dynamic between Bug and them here it was okay. Um, oh, the one thing that got me about this is when they cut the bugs. Look at the camera. It just goes, you know, yeah. you know. Hey, it's a it's a wonderful way to start your days, kids. Wink. It's like. Yeah. Why'd you wink? Yeah. What are you doing? We are secret, kids. What the hell are yeah. you? What? I don't know, man. I don't know why that he's, he's trying to appeal more to his audience while saying some of the most bland or generic advertising possible. Bugs, if you want to appeal more to your audience, fucking do something funny. Don't just stand there and, yeah. and chill. I will say, I will say, to Bugs' credit, he does end this ad by telling Daffy... As a piece of advice, the most important thing that I learned at college, it's all in the wrist. So <laughs> yeah. we're getting somewhere. Yeah. Yes, indeed. 
Uh, I give this. How, yeah. how many? How many oral sex jokes are we gonna have in this episode? Jesus Christ! Oh, uh, I'd give this. <laughs> no, not even like that. <laughs> I give this commercial. It has nothing to do with Tang. Oh no, Jordan! Do you think this Tang... gets a two out of five from me? Um, As do I. There's not much here. As do I. <clears throat> do you think yeah. Tang makes a really good lubricant? I'm not gonna go and try it. Okay. I mean, it makes a coat town easier. No, we're not. Uh, no, no, right. no. That's not going. Let's in. go. That's not going. Let's in. go. Let's be a little more out of the United States. How about that? Let's uh. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, is Weedabix out of the United States? I've never heard of this in my life, so I presume. Neither have I. I you know what? Let me UK. just do a Google search and just. Uh, what the fuck is Weedabix? Well, it's based in the UK. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I knew I knew the one after this is based in the UK, obviously. Right. But um, but this one is. I, I didn't know it. I just thought it was a cereal I didn't know about. Okay. Uh, Weedabix, uh, cereal you can't get in the U.S. probably. It's it's a 1999 era U.K. Weedabix commercial. Shh. Uh, one rabbit, one rabbit, one, one, one. Here, Here comes the farmer with his gun, gun, gun. Bang, 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 bang goes the farmer's gun. So one rabbit, one rabbit, one, one, one. Hey, what's up, Doc? Whoa, the wabbit's got Weedabix. Run, farmer, run, farmer, quick, quick, quick. Here comes the wabbit with the Weedabix. Yum, 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 now I'll stop your tricks. So run, farmer, run, farmer, quick, quick, quick. Have you had your Weedabix? This commercial understands what works about the Looney Tunes because it is timed to music. It is Elmer and Bugs doing a rendition of the song Run, Rabbit, Run. It is also moves at the speed of light, basically, and has these so many gags happening in seconds, and they're all very much like perfect, like Bugs and Elmer gags. There's one where where Bugs dresses up as a jockey or something like that. They're all the one where it moves a rabbit hole and get, get and embarrasses Elmer. So much happens in this one, and it it, it really it, it's it's. <laughs> It is really good. Like it, it nails. The, it, it takes place in the Jones Forest, so it, which it nails that. It, it nails that perfectly well, and um, yeah, just you know, Elmer's trying to chase bugs, and then he turns, and Elmer finds out he has uh, Weedabix, so he wants Bugs's Weedabix, and then just through the amazing abilities of of good gag writing, uh. Bugs sends Elmer out running with a stick of dynamite that, as we wrap up the commercial, yeah. it goes off, which, yeah. in the distance, yeah. it's very nicely done, it's very well animated, and, like, it's it's what a Legion's commercial should be, frankly. I, I mean, forget that, like, there's not a ton of product integration other than just, like, here, he wants his Weedabix, he's not going to get these Weedabix, but I like that, because it's more about the actual gag work and less about actually shoehorning in the product. Exactly. That's a really strong one. Uh, four out of five. Same. Uh, I'm giving that a. Actually, I'm giving it a four point five out of five mandrels. You're allowed. Which I think it's because this was the 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 first one after I saw the the '60s one. So I'm like, oh, this is so much better. Oh, yeah. oh my god! Like this one. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it has that effect. Does wonders. Okay. This next one 
I feel as though I have a lot to explain. <laughs> a lot to explain. So this is uh, Chuck Norris's chip, right? The Walker crisps, right? Now, Walker's crisps are even more irresistible. With 36 Looney Tunes cubics to collect. Swap them, build them, but most of all, complete the set to finish the puzzle. We'll find it. We'll find your missing piece. You'd better, Big Ears, or the girlfriend gets it. Bugs, help! Who's he calling Big Ears? Walker, Texas Rangers, crisps. Yeah, no, um... Walker's is basically the Lay's of the UK, right down to similar logos, similar like they they do they also do the different types of flavors of Walker's. Um, it's a, the thing about like and, and I I've never actually been over there, but I know that a lot of their crisps are more like like they have more odd tasting sort of right crisps, yeah. rather than just your standard potato. Yeah, that, you know, they have that's, your monster munch or your. Uh, that's the case with like all international snacks. It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, America, we oh, we dare to do a ketchup flavored Lay's, and then you go over to like Japan or something. It's like we made a wasabi one. We made a freaking like oh. those craziest, those craziest flavors imaginable. It's like, oh wow, we are we're we're, we're pussies over here in America. Yeah, <laughs> no walkers. Yeah, they, they, but but yeah, they're they're the big cheese over there, the big chip, if you will. Yeah. But this ad is uh, an ad for specialized bags of Walkers that include Looney Tunes Cubics. Do you, was Cubics a thing they did over here? Because I feel like I've, I've vaguely heard of it. Cubics, yes, it was. They had a show yeah. on Fox Kids for five seconds. They had a video game. That's what it that was. That I had on my Game yeah. Boy Color one. The one of the very first. Portable video games ever played. It, it, it was this stinky little uh, racing game. Called, yeah, because the show was called Cubics Robots for Everyone, and from what I can yeah. remember, it, it, it was like a like a reboot kind of CG style, I think. But yeah, like I guess I'm, yeah, I barely remember the show. But yes, we did have. I remember getting a Burger King toy of Cubics people. That's, yeah, that's basically what I remember. Yeah, those. pretty much. Yeah, um, that, that was their efforts to go into the U.S. Essentially. Yeah. But yeah, no, so the whole thing is that like if you got a bag of walkers, you could get one of these little cube things you could use to build. And first of all, <clears throat> I really like these sort of live action cartoon gags we have here that the Looney Tunes interfere with, especially the Taz gag where he tries to stop <laughs> an old lady from being run over by a bus and she ends up being flattened anyway, but gets up unharmed. Like that's the exact spirit we're really going for. Yes. We basically say the whole thing, you know, collect them all. Because you know you want to uh, have have all the different varieties of them. Because it's the nineties, sort of and gotta manner. collect them all was very very popular. Exactly, gotta catch them all. We go to this sort of dungeon lair thing where Bugs is being held captive. First of all, this is Billy West Bugs, and this is a very a very nineties like like the cool nineties feel of like this sort of like intermix between nineties. Bugs and like ninety celebrities. Do you know who this guy is, Mark? I'm gonna assume it's a UK athlete. You are correct. It is Gary Lineker. Uh Gary Lineker is basically the soccer equivalent of Charles Barkley in this case. Not not MJ. That would be David Beckham. But Barkley had with a lot more sound business practice, sense of humor, and broadcasting career longevity is still the sort of figure 
in UK general media. Like, there's a lot of respect people have for Gary Lineker. He had an amazing career as a soccer player, but also, like, he's genuinely a really good guy. He's done a lot of good panel shows, uh, appearances over there. Um, he just seems like a very intelligent and likable guy. And this is him while I believe he was still playing, uh, or at least, like, not too far removed from when he retired, because the whole thing is that he... He is the sort of mastermind here, and he's kidnapped Lola Bunny and is making because he wants to collect all of the cubics. It, it, it's silly, and also uh, Bugs has a um, uh, a gag at Larry, Gary Lineker's ears, and Gary's like, "Oh me." Also, he's surprisingly not terrible at acting in this. Yeah, yeah not not that bad, not that bad at all. Um, I'm sure Jordan will explain to the person at the end is in great detail. Yes, I have. Um, <laughs> Had a yes. feeling. Had a feeling. Well played. Um, I will say though that um, the animation on the Looney Tunes is really good. Um, it now it was a bit of a low quality rip. Actually, a lot of these were kind of low quality, which eh, whatever. It, it, it's well, yeah. it's YouTube, but like what I could tell, like yes, Lola is getting you know restricted, but it's also like Porky is hogged up. And like behind yeah. them, they're like all the lean tunes are behind like a jail cell. It's so like it's yeah. they put a lot of effort into this. It feels like it's the the, the latest step in a series of, of ads. It feels like the, there was a long going story. I want to see the second part to this. I I, I want to see like yeah. bugs going all, all around the UK and Ireland or whatever the fuck, and like getting all the cubic. Maybe together. Gary Lineker was supposed to be the villain in Skate Jam. <laughs> Where Tony Hawk's greatest nemesis is British football. <laughs> exactly. And then maybe in a couple of rewrites, Gary Lineker just becomes Jason Statham. Oi! Um, no, I like this one. Uh, I, I really dig this aesthetic and how they use the Looney Tunes. Uh, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Yeah, so I'm, I'm giving this a, a 3.5 out of 5. Yeah. Uh, great lighting and shading on the Looney Tunes. Which has which had a great ending that I really wish there were more commercials of. All right, simple one up here: Tasmanian Devil for KFC. The mega meal from KFC is back. That's my like mega meal. Enough food to feed your whole family. <laughs> or one Tasmanian Devil. All just fourteen ninety nine, and now get Wiley Coyote just one ninety nine with every mega meal of KFC. Not as egregious as Foghorn Leghorn for KFC. Yeah, what happened? But- where did Foghorn Leghorn go? Did did his contract expire? Did he get enough complaints from his fellow? I think James? he expired. <laughs> no, is 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 uh, the people the, the chickens he was selling out got really mad at exactly, him and tore him yeah, to pieces. Yeah. It was like the end of V for Vendetta. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's basically doing a uh, a combo meal a whole family could enjoy, or a single Tasmanian devil. Of course, yeah. it's. It, util- it utilizes Taz pretty well, but there's not much of an ad, and there's not much. It's just like, hey, Taz is here. Uh, enjoy. Yeah. I, I, I give it like a three out of five animals. It did its job. Same. Um, The next <laughs> one is one that when I put it in the uh, the list of things we could cover, I'm like, maybe this one isn't the greatest timing. It is an ad for a washing machine supplier named Rinai, and it is starring Wiley e. Coyote and the Roadrunner. Okay. And I actually like how this utilizes them, because the first part of this has no dialogue. Uh, and it's it's very, it's it's a, a usual desert setting, and it's uh, Wiley e. chasing the Roadrunner, and, and all of a sudden they're both lapped by a really, really fast washing machine. 
because that's what they were trying to say. This washing machine is super fast. And I love how once the washer passes, Wiley is dumbfounded and the roadrunner is love? Like, Oh, I love yeah. that. That was great. I love I that. love that. And so they run into a they run into a laundry room and then I didn't really get the ending gag, but they um you know Roadrunner still wins because he gets to be with the washing machine. This is an Israeli company. <laughs> מהיר יותר מכל מה שהכרתם. חדש בישראל, רינאי, מייבש הכביסה היפני המהיר והמהפכני, לכביסה יבשה בחצי מהזמן. To which, when I messaged Jordan, I'm like, oh, like, what's, what's wrong with it? No, like, did you know? I loved your response, which was, when I was getting the link, I didn't know it was from Israel. Which I'm like, that makes it better. I was literally like, okay, this seems cool. I like, I like the design of this. I'm copying the link, and then I keeps going, and I hear Hebrew, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> maybe now in fall of 2023, maybe we don't, you know, <laughs> talk about them because reasons. You know, it, it's the kind of thing where you say the word Israel, and the little the three red dots from a sniper appear on your forehead, and you're like, oh. I, be careful. So let's go through but, it very um, quickly. What Anvil are, 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 are you giving this uh, commercial? Well, I'm going to give the advertisement a two uh, uh, 2.5 out of 5 because it nearly works. I just didn't get the ending gag. Yeah. Um, I, I'm giving this a 2 out of 5 Anvils. Um, I know yeah. that when they get to the second half of the cartoon, the animation quality goes down significantly. Yes. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Exactly. It, it's getting a little muddy. So... Yeah, for that, I'm giving it a 2 out of 5. Uh, the, the general storyline's alright, you know? I, I, I think the idea of, like, the rotor getting fascinated with a fast thing and getting, like, in love with it. So it it's actually a very popular Looney commercial tie-in. I mean, there, there's tons of Wiley Cody yeah. commercials where it's like, oh, it's the fast car, and the Roadrunner yeah. is with it. Like I like that, yeah. Sure. I mean, it's weird because it's a Wiley Coyote Roadrunner ad where nothing blows up. Oh, Israel. Never mind. Okay. Um, <laughs> go on to the... Let's McDonald's. Let's go on to a less controversial subject. McDonald's. McDonald's. That's something everybody can get behind, except Morgan Spurlock. <laughs> um, McDonald's. And this is one where it's it's advertising uh, the new Happy Meal, where you can get a Looney Tunes, a little car toy that extends with uh, Bugs and Daffy and Taz and... I forget the last one. Porky. Porky, okay, cool. Look, this way to McDonald's. Last one there buys lunch. Watch out for the fork in the road. Not that old gag. He's despicable. It's the Looney Tunes characters in crazy cars. Now in a hamburger Happy Meal for a mere $1.99. Just bump the bumper and watch them go wacky. One toy with every $1.99 Happy Meal you buy your kids. Nice try, but it ain't over till the fat lady sings. And it's it's a simple ad because it's it's like they're all racing each other and there's because uh, the the last one that arrives at McDonald's is gonna pay and you know and they're like okay uh, watch out for the fork in the road which Muppet movie did it better but I do like yeah. the novelty of Daffy running right into a fork. The best way I could put this, which given I mean it's a, it's a McDonald's Happy Meal commercial, so of course it's gonna be this. It's very kiddy. It's very aimed at kids. They're gonna say the catchphrases. They're gonna be a little mean, but it's not gonna get. <laughs> They're gonna be a little mean, but it's not gonna be funny. <laughs> it's you know, so 
It's very much like, oh, they're despicable. Ah, then as we cut to the B-roll, as you see these cars in motion, and the Porky one, it has like, like Porky's driving something that has like, when you hit it, something pops up. I think it's a ghost. I think it's like a reference to like the Claws for Alarm Scary Paws cartoons. But I couldn't read the text art on the side of the toy because this was in 5P, essentially. But um, there's that. There's the Bugs Bunny toy where when I saw it extended, I looked at it and went, it's a good thing there isn't an overhead shot of this toy because it looked a little bit phallic. I don't know. A little. Hey, remember, little. it's all in the wrists. Exactly. But, um, exactly. No, no, it's 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 a decent final gag where it's like it ain't over till the fat lady sings and the Viking light woman comes out and sings the McDonald's theme and Bugs just looks at us and goes, "It's over." Which I want to turn that into a meme. I don't know why. Just Bugs saying it's over could be applied to so many things, you know. Uh, just put that out when Warner Brothers goes bankrupt. Yeah, that's actually. It could happen. Uh, 60%, it's right? seeming like a real possibility about now. Yeah. Right. Look, we'll buy the Looney Tunes <laughs> um, rights, okay? Don't worry. Um, yeah, I guess I got a 2.5 out of 5 Vandals. Um, it, it, the animation of the Looney Tunes was good. Jokes are corny. Um, it's a very simple Happy Meals commercial. You know? It is what it is. It's a 95 Meal commercial. It gets the job done. Um, though, though I, I will say, because... You know, it's over because like, we live in a time now where Happy Meal toys come with the meal. And it's so funny going back to these commercials being like, yeah, you pay $2, you get the Looney Tunes toy. Like, oh, why not just throw it in with the box? No, fuck you. Yeah. No, because, well, given, at this point, the Happy Meals were like $3. So it's like, you know. Yeah, affordable. It's affordable. Then eventually I got to a point where it's like, we just build in the cost of the Happy Meal toy into the Happy Meal. And then by the time they did that, the toy sucked. Um, anyways. No, I, I, I give this a three out of five. It's fine. So, this Tyson chicken one is important. Now, a new Tyson Looney Tunes meals, Daffy Duck. Thank you. My spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, uh, Sylvester. My fish sticks are stupendous. Sweetie. Look! Nutritious! Nutritious, too! Introducing Tyson Looney Tunes Meals for Kids. Nutritious meals that taste great. Bugs Bunny. You'll find my meal in your grocer's freezer. And, uh, these other guys, too. New Looney Tunes Meals from Tyson. You like family! This is Jeff Bergman's first go-around voicing some of the Looney Tunes. He posted this on TikTok, actually, not too long ago. He's like, yeah, this was one of the first things I worked on. And so a lot of the voices he's doing here, it's one of the first things he's really doing for a lot of them, including, you know, he's, 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 he's pretty much everybody in this, you know, Tweety, Sylvester, yeah. Bugs, Zappy, all those guys. And it's it's Jeff with his ears wet. And you can see why he's had the job for the last 30 or so years, because his Daffy's already really good. His Sylvester's good. You know, it works out. It's a very simple commercial, really. It's just, you know, yeah. oh, Tyson Food presents the Looney Tunes, and it's just... Each of the Looney Tunes, from like Tweety to, <laughs> to Daffy, is suddenly just going like, eat my meal, my face is on it. It's good. Like, yeah. it's it's the most yeah. simplest of product copy where you almost kind of have to go, 
was this just Bergman's audition tape? Like, did they just like, okay, uh, here, audition with this? Really? Well, I did like the narrator's confusion to all the Looney Tunes talking over each other. Like, you know, them oh, saying, Esther, yeah. uh, sweetie, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and then no what? Bugs is in there. And you know, his Bugs is pretty good. I think his Bugs is a little bit too high-pitched. A little, but not... Well, again, yeah. he's just starting out. He'll get there, so... Exactly, yeah. But, uh, yeah. And, you know, Tyson... Tyson Meals. Uh, We're not Kid Cuisine. Did you ever have a Tyson meal? Ever have one of those? I have had... Not a Tyson kids meal, but I've had... I had their chicken when I was young. It's fine. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Actually, this is kind of a funny story. So, like, we went food shopping a couple weeks ago. And my sister's like, okay, we're going to buy this and this. And, and, and Tyson uh, dinosaur nuggets. And, like, I'm taking them, yeah. them out of the bag. I'm like... Why did you buy Tyson chicken nuggets? I'm not five. And she's like, oh, I don't like a quick dinner option. And the one Noah and I were like, I wish I for dinner. Let's have, so for dinner, as a near 30-year-old man, audience, I had Tyson chicken nuggets with macaroni and cheese. And you know what? It was sure. delicious. I enjoyed it great. Every once in a while, you're fine with dino nuggets, you know? Yeah. If they're still good, then. If you can crisp them up enough, you know. That exactly. Kind of, uh, exactly. Yes, it, it was very crispy. Yeah. Um, good. Good. Yeah, I give this commercial a 2.5 out of 5. It did a pretty good job. Jeff knocks out of the park pretty much. Yeah. Great job the characters. I'll give it a 3. That's yeah, fine. I give it a 3 out of 5 for the historical significance. Of yeah. It. Yeah. That, that's of course. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. And now. <laughs> so. We were each looking up commercials for this special. I looked at my nine. I'm like, okay, these are good. These are good. But like, I was thinking, like, oh, did do we cover all the all the Michael Jordan stuff? Because we did the big um the big one last year. I mean, sorry, uh, uh, last time. And I didn't quite remember if we covered it in our spaceship episode. But I'm like, you know, we probably did. That sounds like something we would have done. So then I'm like going, okay, well, all right, I guess I guess we'll just do something else. And then I saw a, a YouTube video entitled Post Space Jam Michael Jordan Looney Tunes Commercials. I'm going, oh, there's more. And yeah. so what happened is in the year 2000. In the year 2000. Michael Jordan teamed up. With a company entitled MCI Inc. It was a telecommunications company at this time. Apparently, they were like the second largest long distance uh, company in the United States. This is all based from Wikipedia because I didn't have the time to look this up. Um, now, these commercials came out around 1999 to 2000. Yeah. And this company went... Um, Went filed for bankruptcy in 2002 after an accounting scandal in which the CEO was convicted of a scheme to inflate the company's assets. Um, in 2006, the company then got sold to Verizon, who then folded the company into Verizon Business. So if your company uses Verizon Business to get your telecommunications all taken care of, you got some MCI yeah. connections. We have a lot here. 
Uh, it's, it's, uh, I, I call this in my notes the Michael Jordan speed round. ads here and they're all for this this company and they're all done by the same people and and very quickly you will learn that back in 1999-2000 it was a very big deal for five cent calling on Sundays specifically yeah it was a very big the day deal. of the Lord exactly so you, you come home from church and they hop on the landline five cents every minute you can talk your head off with your friends. And who is there to help sponsor it? Well, it's Michael Jordan and Michael the Looney Jordan. Tunes. Cause yeah. sure. So we'll 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 do as many of these as, as are interesting. I love to call my old teammates, and I can call them anytime I want, thanks to MCI Fastens every day. So Bucks, how's the team? Well, Michael, it's a rebuilding year. With MCI five cents every day, calls are only five cents a minute, every evening, and all weekend long. Hey, Bugs, any bright spots? Uh, there is this Australian kid. Got moves just like you. Stay in touch with old friends and new. Just call 1-800-EVERY-DAY to join. This first one I liked because it's... it's The whole thing is that like it, Michael Jordan uses uh, DCI to keep in touch with his Space Jam teammates. And that's what a lot of this is, is him just sort of making phone calls to... The Space Jam bunch, and one of them. The first one is he's he's calling Bugs about how the team's doing now that he's back playing basketball, and I love the way that Bugs goes. Well, Michael, it's a rebuilding year, which is a, a, a way of which is a good way of a team saying, well, we're we're not going to be doing very well, but we're rebuilding. And what's very funny is that um, Bugs mentions uh, there's this, this Australian kid, and he's got moves just like you, which you know. Because it's it's hippity hopper. Yeah. So, <laughs> was there an Australian person? Was that the case in real life? He was on the Bulls. Oh my God. <laughs> Luke Longley. He was a well tenured bench guy for the Chicago Bulls. He was on a majority of the six Pete teams, and was utilized by them. Greatly during the years when Michael Jordan was playing in the Chicago White Sox organization. So, um, <laughs> Luke Longley, uh, the, the, there's a survivor, there, there's a, a, a guy from Survivor uh, who followed Mark for a short period of time before he re was revealed to be an awful person named Rodney. And he, he has a line about being a, a bit in an alliance. Where he's like, you know, I want to be, I want to be like Michael Jordan, not Luke. Long you treat me like Luke Longley, bro. And that's what I've always remembered. Yeah, um, but, I, I um, do yeah. like when Bugs refers to the rebuilding year, and they cut over to the to the to the new Tune Squad. Again, quality wasn't that great, but I, I, I could tell. I think Red Red Riding Hood from Little Red Riding Rabbit was part of it. I think maybe Puma was also there. Like, like, like. It was the secondary Looney Tune characters who like who aren't big that were in there, which I found pretty fun. You know, it, it, there was still a little bit of that Looney Tune appreciation in, in like '99 or whatever. But uh, yeah. yeah, 
No, I, I give that one a three out of five. The loony stuff is funny, but the actual ad has nothing to do with it. So it's it's good for that, but for the rest of it, it's kind of falls apart. Yeah, I agree. I give it a, a, a three out of five animals. Yeah. And <laughs> this next one, I was like, oh my. I'm like, okay, this is how I knew oh, we had to cover these because this is just too great. Um. Hey, remember how big the song I Believe I Can Fly was when Space Jam came out? Yeah. Remember when it was okay to sing I Believe I Can Fly? I believe I can call. I think I'll use the phone in the hall. I call my friends just to take With five friends Sunday from MCI. My Space Jam buddies and I stay in close touch with MCI's five cents Sundays. Just five cents a minute. Every minute. Every Sunday. Along with low weights, low rates all week long. Call 1-800-SUNDAYS to become an MCI customer. I believe I can call. We begin with this commercial right off the bat with Elmer Fudd singing, not I believe I can fly, but I believe I can call. They they got weird out on yeah. the phone and went, "Hey, what can we call this? Yeah. What can we call this so we don't have to legally pay our Kelly? Because we heard some stuff and we want to cover our ass in case anything happens." <laughs> Five cents. Five's a great number for our Kelly. <laughs> but well, here's something I noticed: is that well, first of all, the animation here, yeah, the animation pretty decent, but also I'm pretty sure that. The Looney Tunes, at least in, in these first few, are voiced by the Space Jam guys. Like, I'm pretty sure that's oh, definitely. Bill, I'm pretty sure that's Bill Farmer as Sylvester in this. So I'm Ooh. like, oh, wow, that's nice. Yeah, they still got them all together. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely Billy West in these. I don't know if it's Dee Bradley Baker, but it's definitely Billy West, definitely Bergman for a couple of these. I think Greg Burson plays Pepe in the one that he's in. And whoever did Tweety in, in Space Jam as well does Tweety here, so... Yeah, so it's just, you know, oh, they're all saying this song. And Mike's only like, yep, five cents. And he tries to do an Elmer joke. Where, like, he's yeah. flub, he flubbed the line because he's, oh, it's, oh, it's Elmer. Low weights. Sorry, low rates. Which, I gotta admit, he's not that good in these commercials. So, for, for a couple of, I had to go back a bit and go, like, is he doing a joke, or did they just leave a blooper in? Like, oh, okay, that, that's yeah. the joke. Okay, sure. Joke. Sure. Yeah. He's not a great actor. So. Well, he's also not a good singer, because when they cut to all the tunes singing, Michael yeah. is clearly mouthing <laughs> he is not singing. Nope, thank God. Not, not a hell of a lot going on here. Uh, 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, I'd give it a, uh, a 3 out of 5 for the animation and a 1.5 out of 5 for the song, so that makes it about a 2.5 out of 5. The, the, the Taz one that's up next is a little... <laughs> there's not much really going on there. Not really, um, no. Uh, so, the one I, so the one after that, where it's uh, Elmer and... <laughs> it's Elmer and, and Michael as newsmen. Hi, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm Elmer Fudd. Big news. America's going crazy for MCI 5 cents every day. Now it's 5 cents a minute every evening and all weekend long. Now, a woman reporter. Let's find out how a typical American feels about MCI's five cents every day offer. I'm speechless. I'm soaked. Now, Mike, so just call 1-800-EVERYDAY to join. Is that a wrap? That's a wrap. First of all, I love the fact that Elmer is trying a newsman voice and Michael isn't. 
It's like, hello, I'm Elmo Fudd. And I'm Michael Jordan. And we're going to talk to you about seeing... This one's at least better because they let the Looney Tunes do a lot of the heavy lifting. Like, they, they throw it over to Bugs as a reporter talking to Sylvester as a man on the street. And, you know, I'm speechless! I'm soaked. Which... Okay. Did that remind you of the bit from Aladdin and the King of Thieves where it's like, uh, Thor, uh, what, uh, what's your name here? I'm Thor. You're Thor? Well, it hurts. Which <laughs> is one of my favorite things my uh, Robin Williams has ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yes. Well, it hurts. Yeah. Um, uh, this is the only news source I trust. I want all my news reported by Elmer Fudd and Michael Jordan clearly not wanting yes. to be there. Uh, CNN yes. who? Newsmax who? <laughs> Give me Elmer Fudd news. Yosemite Sam does watch Newsmax, though. <laughs> um, ah, I hate the lips. Uh, um... Also, I feel like when they cut to the man on the street uh, footage, there's a there's like a lot of lanterns in the background. It's like like Porky's in yeah. there. Yeah, like uh, I, I I enjoyed that. Yeah, I give it like a three out of five. I give it a three point five. There was a lot more going for it because it it it, it brought it, it off of of Michael's shoulders. And the next one works for me because oh it's my God, about yeah. Michael being bad at acting. MCF five cents Sundays. I need passion, depth. I need intensity. MCI five cents Sunday, five cents a minute Cut. every Sunday. Think big, think Shakespeare. Five cents a minute every Sunday. Five cents a minute every Sunday. I ask for an actor, they send a comedian. Call one eight hundred Sundays to become an MCI customer. When call one because it's Daffy trying to direct Michael during this commercial, and it's Daffy just like tearing him apart and be like, no. <laughs> It's not convincing. Do it like a Shakespearean actor. And he did, and Michael's even worse. And Daffy's like, I ask for an actor, they send a comedian. It's great. I just love, it's like, yes, five cents, five cents every Sunday. Then just Daffy in the background going, again! <laughs> Fantastic. Perfect. This one actually gets a four from me. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah. I, I get a four out of five as well. And speaking of acting and having the Looney Tunes play a main focus. This is essentially right here a Looney Tunes Christmas commercial that Michael Jordan shows up at the end. Here's those bears. It must be my sherry. Here those bears. It's probably for me. It's MCI Five Cent Sunday. Remember, today is MCI Five Cent Sunday. The day you can jingle these bells for just five cents a minute. It's MCI Five Sunday. If you're not an MCI customer, call one eight hundred Sundays. Yeah, just the whole thing where like they're singing these, they're singing like jing, a version of Jingle Bells, except it's all the Lean Tunes mm-hmm. prepping for the holiday season. Pepe Le Pew begins it, which I'm like, oh shit, Pepe Le Pew. Okay, awesome. Um, the one joke I did like was your seventy Sam just singing. It's MCI Five Cent Sunday. As he gets kicked by like the dog he's on or something, gets shot out through like through the sky, which is really good. Perfect. Um, nice. And you know, Michael just shows up, and he's not gonna sing because hey. he can't sing. I'm not gonna sing. As a tree no. falls on him. I'm here because I want to make money when I'm not 
making money playing for the Bulls. Um, yeah, no, this one, I don't have a lot to say about this one. It's it's very, you know, there's not a ton of laughs in it. It's a Christmas ad. I give it a two out of five. I'm going to address and give it a three out of five. We interrupt this program for an important news break. MCI now offers five cents a minute every day. So you can call every evening and all weekend long. Bugs? This is big news. Right, Bugs. Just five cents. Mere change. Change is good. To sign up, just punch in 1-800 every day. If we punch. <laughs> Ow. Meh. What a ham. Call 1-800 every day. Join this one is just a, a, a bunch of very good puns in this next news one, where it's uh, the amazing opening gag about, about um, Bugs and Michael setting up an important news brief, and it's Bugs in shorts. So, yeah. that's good. Also, I like Bugs going, change is good, while denoting the change between uh, Michael's Birmingham Barons jersey and the, um, the Bulls jersey. Oh, um, is that what that was? Jack. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, the rest of this is pretty standard, although I did like this, it ending on an easy joke and Michael just rolls his eyes at the end. That's literally been me this entire time. Watch these commercials, I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, um I thought this one was kind of lame, honestly. <laughs> you know, yeah, it, 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 for me, this is just like a, a battle retread of the first news bulletin one that we saw earlier. It's like, okay. Pretty much, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's just not as good. I, I, I give it a 1.5 out of 5. I give it a 2.5 out of 5. Just a little reminder from the stroke of 12 a.m. this morning all the way to 12 o'clock tonight. It's MCI 5 Cent Sundays. Just 5 cents a minute all day long with MCI. So today, you can call all your loved ones. This time of year, they'd love to hear from you. Hello. Happy holidays, Michael. Elmer, do you know what time it is? If you're not an MCI customer, call 1-800-SUNDAYS. It's late. Go to bed. Go to bed. I think the best, the best ad here and the best usage of Michael Honestly, either of these next two, because this hmm. next one is Elmer is front and center, where he's basically like he, the whole ad is basically his, and he's talking about like you know late at night and getting this sort of NCI thing and calling his loved ones, and then it just cuts to Michael going, Elmer, do you know what time it is? And he's in bed, and so it's clearly like, that's a great like that that's wonderful. That's everything you need an ad to be without being too talky, yeah. and it's also just a great use of Michael. Just him yelling, like, go to sleep. No, good night. You know? It's late. Go to bed. <laughs> I like that. So that one I give a 3.5 out of 5 because I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Um, same. Same. It, it was really the, good. The one after that is a really good. Oh, this one I really like. Michael Jordan. I really like this same. one. Save up this program for this important announcement. MCI now offers five cents a minute every day. That's just five cents every evening and all weekend long. Presenting the Billboard of the Millennium. MCI, five cents every day. That's one powerful message. Call 1-800-EVERY-DAY to join. It's the closest to an actual commercial because it's got a big scope, overall scope, really good animation, MJ's best acting. I think they were trying to do a Men in Black feel because it's like the sort of 
scientific thing that Wiley e. Coyote's doing, and it just like illuminates the whole city and blacks out half of it. And it's a great animation. Like wh- th- that does the talking here, and, and Michael just sort of like acts big and, and mighty and knows exactly what this is. So it 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 worked for me. Yeah, I mean, um, also Michael looked cool with the glasses. Like, puts these glasses to shield his eyes from the brightest. Like, he looks cool. And um, also, I love how this was to promote MCI going five cents every day. That was their big, I guess, because by 2000, they were like, oh, shit, the feds are catching up to us. Make it five cents every single day. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, right. nobody uh, is nobody likes the other one. Let's just do five cents every day now. So yeah, so I give that one a four out of five. I really same. Like See, I'm also giving it a four yeah. out of five vandals. And um, this next one here with Foghorn Lakehorn. Michael, I say, Michael, would you like to hear a bird call? Sure, Foghorn. With MCI, a bird can call for just five. I say five cents a minute every Sunday and ten cents a minute all week long. Now that, my friend, is a beautiful bird call. <laughs> the bird, I say the bird, thinks he's a comedian. Now stop stealing my material. Call, I say call 1-800-SUNDAYS to sign up. Don't get me riled. Isn't that funny? Though I did like how Michael just does a Foghorn Lakehorn impression right at Foghorn Lakehorn I like that too. half of it. That was the bird, great. I say. The bird thinks he's a comedian. <laughs> now stop stealing my material. That's good. That's great. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, I give that a 3.5 out of 5. All right. I gave it only a 3, but all right. Oh, yeah. The rest of these I don't have a lot written down about. Okay. Speed run. So this next one is Michael and Tweety. The whole joke is that they're talking on the phone. And Michael's like, I don't know, Tweety. I don't think I was related. And the reveal being that, it's like, oh, yeah. come on, his name is Larry Bird. We look the same. Yeah. What and they joke? explain the joke too much. Yeah. I give that a one out of five. Didn't really do anything. 1.5. Yeah. Um, Sniffles gets one. Everyone knows someone who can really talk. Here's a tip. Tell them about MCI Five Cents every day. What do you think? Huh? I think you're the greatest basketball player ever, Michael. Really, really With MCI Five Cents every day, calls are only five cents a minute. Every evening and all weekend long. I have a friend who plays very, very well. Not like you, he just plays for fun. Not that you don't have fun playing basketball, but you have done lots of fun. If anybody can use MCI 5 cents every day, he sure could. I'm just saying. Just tell your phone buddies to call 1-800-EVERY-DAY to join. They yeah. gave Sniffles a role. I wonder if Chuck liked how he was used in this, this one. Must have, dude, this must have been like someone at corporate was like, hey. We heard how much Chuck fucking hated hated Space Jam because of this one Sniffles joke. So Michael said he wants to do one with Sniffles to make it up to him. Like, okay, fine. What's the premise? He never shuts up. Okay, that's the joke. But give that a 1.5 out of 5 as well. <laughs> it didn't really, didn't yeah, really do much. I'll give it a 2. The last one, I don't have much to say about it all. It's just, it's another... Um... If you don't have much to say... About Tweety Bird singing What's New Pussycat? Tweety, I know canaries are songbirds, but. What's new Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa! What's new Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa! With MCI 5 cents every day. Calls are just 5 cents a minute, every evening, and all weekend long. But canaries are supposed to go tweet, tweet, tweet. 
Oh, that's only if you don't know the words. No, I don't oh, because man. it's just that. Yeah, that's the that's the bet. Two point five out of five. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm also in that a two point five out of five animals. Also, just how many Tom Jones connections are we gonna find? Like, yes, Duck Dodgers. Also, the big game. Also, this one course. Like, what was this thing with the Lee Kids and Tom Jones? It's a weird six degrees thing that just keeps catching up to him. Also, off topic. Listen to his cover of Prince's Kiss. Oh, yeah. It kicks ass. It's actually it's really surprisingly good. great, yeah. It showed up on my Twitter feed last night. I'm like, wait, this is actually like really good. Like, what the hell? He had his, his, yeah, a lot of covers in that era, but yeah. And that is where we conclude our Looney Tunes commercial coverage, volume two. Yes. What was your favorite commercial, Jordan? What was your favorite one that's covered today? Uh, let me think about that. <laughs> <laughs> either that one or the Sylvester and Tweety Miracle Whip yeah I think I'm going to go with the Miracle Whip one for just the best loony representation but Tang once again like we didn't even go like oh the, the Tang commercial it's going to be really good like you never know you know I remember the Tang commercials the own collection not being that funny given it's been a while I don't know if they actually are secret gems yeah. but yeah Bring in Tang, man. Tang. It changes you. <laughs> yes, it does. Uh, before we get to what we're doing next week, we just want to take this opportunity to thank the people that have subscribed to our Patreon. People such as Triscrew, Andrew, James Irish, Sam Adams, the, the guy, not the drink. They have, um, have helped us out by pledging anywhere from a dollar to five dollars on our Patreon. And they get perks like being thanked in the middle of an episode in addition to their commentaries that they get that we record as well as early access to episodes and handwritten letters from me and also playbacks of live streams. So if you want to become a patron just like those four that I thanked in the middle of this episode, you can follow our patron at patreon.com slash TNQAF. All right. So for next week's show... And our season finale of That's Not Quite All, folks. We are doing a big elaborate thing. I don't know if you noticed, Jordan, but next week exactly is Christmas. Yes. And look, is it wise to drop a podcast episode on Christmas? Probably not. No, we're doing it anyway. Go, go back. Probably not, but goddammit, we're going to do it anyway, and we're going to do it big. So, for next week's season finale, entitled It's a Very Merry That's Not Cuddle Folks Christmas and Other Holidays, we're not excluding Hanukkah. No. We never do that. No. But it'd be a much longer title if we're like, It's Very Merry That's Not Cuddle Folks Christmas, Hanukkah, Ramadan. <laughs> Ramadan happened earlier this year. Kwanzaa. Yeah, there you Kwanzaa. go. That's Shit. the one. I'm at Kwanzaa. So for next week's show, we're covering Looney Tune slash Looney Tune adjacent, meaning the Amblin Productions, holiday specials. Yes, so the ones we're covering next week are It's a Tiny Tunes Christmas Special. Which was also the series finale to Tiny yeah. Tune Adventures. We had some fun with that. John Kaser, we finally talk about him. Followed by 
A Pinky and the Brain Christmas, the Emmy winning special that has still pissed off The Simpsons years later. Ending with the Looney Tunes shows A Christmas Carol. And we have some special guests for this time around. We have Mike from Cinema Marketing coming on and talking with us about uh, Pinky and the Brain. And we have uh, Jonathan from, of course, you realize this means podcast coming on and talking with us about the Looney Tunes show. We have developed a really, really nice conversation with all of these guys. And uh, it, it fulfills the need for a really fun, festive, happy Christmas special that we wanted to do when we um, plotted this episode. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. It's a long one, yes. but it's a really good one. It is. It's a very <laughs> long one. But we, th- but we figured, you know, season finale, big holiday, it, it deserves to be a, l- a little bit long. So, you know, after you've opened up your presents on Christmas morning and right before the big Christmas feast, that should give you enough time, honestly, to listen to our episode. Yeah. So, yeah, so stay tuned next week for that. All right. So that is the end of this week's episode. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at Mark Halem, 1995. You can follow me at Tall Guy Schmidt. If you'd like to keep up with the podcast or give your thoughts for next week's episode, you can follow us at that underscore loony, both on Twitter and Instagram, or type in the podcast title. We are the first results. You can also find our podcasts wherever podcasts are readily available. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Player FM. Amazon Music. We are also uh, we have a YouTube channel where we post clips from episodes. You can check those out uh, as they come. We also have shorts on there. We have a TikTok channel that we use occasionally. And once again, if you want to uh, support the podcast, go to Patreon.com/tnqaf. All right. So until next week, when we bring this epic season that's not been all folks to a close. I'm Mark. And I'm Jordan, and I'm going to go wash this one down with a nice, refreshing glass of Tang. Good night, everybody. God! I'm alright. I'm alright. Citrus. Citrus, am I right, uh, folks? Man, citrus. Citrus, man. Woo! Not even once. Okay. <laughs>